Father of heaven, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we glorify you, Lord. We honor you. We bless your name. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for this day that we have blessed. Thank you, Jesus, for raising us up in this day. Father, we thank you for this platform that we are using, O oh God, to share your word. We thank you, Lord, for the souls who are always listening to your word, O oh God. Father, we pray that, O oh God, you will open our hearts, that your word will become a seed that grows in our hearts. Father, I pray, O oh God, that souls will be won, that your people, O oh God, will be seeking after the word, the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. Well, let me greet you, let me greet you, brothers and sisters, whether you are in America or Europe or Asia, um, Africa, I would like to appreciate you and just tell you that I love you and I appreciate the fact that you are always tuning in and listening to the word of God. It is, of course, for your own benefit. Thank you, Jesus. I am Latter-day Preacher from South Africa. Hope that you are doing well. Hope that you are doing well wherever you are. We beg, we beg, we beg, we beg for this week. We beg for this week. It's never too late. It's never too late. Today we are on the Gospel of Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 13. We are basically looking at, at the, uh, we are doing part one of, of, of two parts. This is part one of two parts. Then tomorrow we'll be back to do uh, part two. And then the topic or the theme is the power of the seed. But today we are looking at the seed as the word. The seed as the word. Then tomorrow we are looking at the seed as, as, as the seed. Talking now, tomorrow we'll be talking financially giving. Praise God. So, but today we are talking about the power of the seed. When we are talking about the power of the seed today, we are talking about the power of the word of God. Hallelujah. We are talking about the word of God as, as the seed today. That is where we are today. That is why we are reading the parable of a sower. That is why we are reading the, power, the parable of a sower. Remember? what um, the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says that says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God and the Bible also says that you know you cannot you cannot you cannot you cannot have faith in the word of God if it is not preached to you if it is not preached to you if it is not preached so for, for the word of God to be preached there must be people that God raises preachers of the word, teachers of the word, people that God raises to preach the, the word of God to, and to nations basically, you know, that is what we are today, you know, so that for the seed to grow, it must be planted, for the seed, which is the word in order for it to grow it, it must be planted, not just planted, but planted in on a good soil or on a fertile soil. Praise God. So I want you to take a listen today because this is very important. 
this is very important this is very important oh no oh no oh no okay thank you jesus 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 um yes lord it is very very important that you you, you take a listen today and you must be an, someone who has a willing heart a, a, basically a, a willing 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 heart praise mighty jesus a willing heart a willing heart let us go to instead of matthew chapter 13 let us go to um, um, let us go to luke 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 the gospel of luke chapter 8 it is still the parable of the sower the parable of the sower let us go to luke chapter 8 we are going to start from verse 1 then we'll see where we'll end praise mighty jesus talking about the power of the seed today referring to the word the power of the seed today referring to the word in the name of jesus let us read after this jesus traveled about from one town and village to another proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of god so the 12 were with him verse 2 says and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases mary called magdalene from whom seven demons had come out so verse 3 says joanna the wife of cusa the manager of herod's household susanna and many others these women were helping to support them out of their own means praise mighty jesus so uh, verse 4 says while a large drought was gathering and people were coming to jesus from town after town he told this 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 parable he told this parable he told this parable praise god so verse 5 says a farmer went out to sow his seed a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path it was trampled on and the birds of the air ate it up verse 6 some fell on the rock and when it came up the plant withered because they had no moisture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Verse 7. Other seed fell among the plants. Verse 8. Still other seed fell on the good soil and it came up and yielded a drop. A hundred times more than was sown. So when he said this, he called out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm-hmm. Verse 9. These disciples asked him, his disciples asked him, what this parable meant. Verse 10. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that though seeing they may not see though hearing they may not understand praise mighty jesus now we are going to get into the meaning into the meaning and then 
into yeah, into the meaning of the parable. Praise God. And then the Holy Spirit will help us to explain this in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, This is the meaning of the parable. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God, which is exactly what we are talking about today. The importance of the word of God and the importance of you receiving the word of God willingly and accepting it. Praise of God. Praise mighty Jesus. So verse 12 says, those along the path are the ones who hear and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. May that be not your portion. May you believe the first time when you hear the word of God because the devil the devil is evil. You see, the Bible said, he says, as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Now Jesus is explaining that parable. He says in verse 12, those along the path are the ones who hear. You see, these along the path are the ones who hear the word of God. They hear when the word of God it is preached. Some are listening to me right now. Some are listen to me, but they do not believe. Some listen to many pastors when they preach the word, but they do not believe. Those along the path are the ones who hear. They hear the word. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. You know, they are very uh, curious when they hear the word being preached. But as they are beginning to, 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 to relax and, and, and just um, um, and listen to the word, the devil comes and he takes it away. In other words, these people are the ones as the as the parable here explains that as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path so this these are the seeds that fell along the path it was trampled on it is a shame indeed it is a shame indeed it is a shame indeed because um, because um, uh, praise mighty Jesus the sower in this instance it is the preacher of the word that is something that you must understand and the word is not just a word but it carries power that is why even those who don't believe but when a man of God or a woman of God preaches they would listen even if they don't believe even if they are the ones that the Bible is talking about here, that those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. 
that is why the devil is working day and night endlessly and tirelessly making sure that the world will not believe anything that is preached by the preachers of God that is why the devil is working tirelessly and if you are listening to me today you want to be born again you want to be saved praise mighty Jesus it is only for your own good that you do that i'm going to tell you like this save yourself save yourself save yourself salvation is personal save yourself accept jesus christ today as your personal savior and lord listen to the word of god and make sure that you refuse to listen to the devil make sure that you refuse to allow the devil to steal the word of god from your heart believe the word of god because there is nothing more real and more true and more powerful than the word of god and when the word of god is planted in your heart let it grow when the head of when the word of god is planted in your heart let it grow today we are talking about the power of the seed referring to the word of god and the sower is the preacher that preaches the word and you are that soil so prepare yourself to receive that seed and let that seed absorb that seed which is the word of god absorb it oh god absorb it oh god absorb it make sure that it grows it grows make sure that it settles make sure that you are a fertile soul when i'm saying a fertile soul make sure that you 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 prepare your heart prepare to receive the word of god and prepare to believe the word of god because by doing so you will be saving yourself perhaps you will be saving your kids or your wife or your or your husband because by believing most of the time we influence our partners we influence our children praise mighty jesus and then they end up going to church and they end up believing in god and they end up inheriting the kingdom of god that is why the power of the word is so important that is why the power of the seed when it is planted in a good soil is very important because when it is planted in a good soil you are guaranteed to harvest praise god there is an harvest when it is planted on a good soil hallelujah farmers will know this those who have gardens will know this those who plow will know this praise mighty jesus praise mighty jesus hallelujah Thank you Lord. Let us continue. So verse 12 says, those along the path are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart, so they may not believe and be saved. Verse 13 says, those on the rock, those on the rock. Hallelujah. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy. Those on the rock are the ones who believe the word, who receive the word with joy when they hear it. 
but they but have no root but have no root but have no root but have no root they believe for a while but in the time of testing they fall away they fall away let us go back here in verse 6 and then in verse 6 it says some fell on the rock and when it came up the plants withered because they had no moisture so the moisture being the roots praise god in other words they only believed the word but they did not study the word praise god because when you don't study the word when you don't read your bible then you are not rooted in the word so it's easy for you when trouble comes when testing time comes then you fall away you fall remember what the bible said that there will come a time where even believers where even those who were thought to be believers will fall away from the faith and that is what happens when you are not grounded or rooted in the in the word remember when the bible when when jesus made a parable of a of a of a foolish builder that built his house on the sand this is something like that this is now when 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 when, when your faith is not built on the word of god because the foundation is jesus christ and the root is the word of god so when when your word, when when your faith is not built on the word of god but it is built on on what you heard praise god on what remember the bible says in the as i quoted before romans 10 uh, verse 17 you know that faith comes by hearing the word of god you hear the word of god but in order for you to grow in order for you to be rooted in the word of god so now it is up to you to study study read the word for yourself so that you will be rooted so that when testing comes you will not fall away you will not fall away so that you make sure that the word or the seed that was thrown in your soil my goodness does not wither it does not wither whether it was thrown between the rocks but you make sure that it grows because the foundation is a fertile soil it does not wither it does not, because when, when when the mercy of god and the grace of god finds us it finds us in our sin in our wicked ways you know in in helpless situation because when the grace of god found us found me i was a helpless sinner i could not help myself you know i needed god for me to get out of where i was i needed the word of god for me to be delivered from the darkness that i was in so but the, the difference between me and others is that i accepted the word when 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 the seed was scattered it fell on a fertile soil and i was that fertile soil 
So I accepted the word. I allowed the word to draw so that I can harvest. So that when testing time comes, when trouble comes, I do not fall away. So let the word of God be a good seed upon your life. Praise God. When you accept it as, as it is preached, when you hear the word of God, and then by hearing the word of God, then you, you, you become faithful. And then the next thing and that you should do is to take your Bible. Study the word of God. Draw in, in the knowing of Christ. Draw in knowing the word of God. When you are, when you are a mature Christian, it's, it's, it's highly impossible for you, praise God, to fall away when testing time comes because testing will come for, for 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 every believer there is a testing season there is a testing season and when you when you are rooted in the word of god you will not be um, um you, you will not fall away in the name of jesus so those on the rock are the ones who receive the word and joy that the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. How many people do you know that uh, that, that that have been, you know, I, I, I know such people, I've met them, you know. I know people who, even when, before I came to Christ, you know, when I was living in sin, I know people who were, were, were so happy being in church, were so happy loving God and all that, you know, that was admirable. But when the hard time came, when the hard time, you know, they, they, they sort of like, they, they, they fall away. Some of them have never been to church ever since. Praise God. Because, you know, now, now that I, I understand the word of God, I look at those people and I say, Maybe they were not rooted. Maybe their problem is that they were not rooted. Maybe in a problem is that they were not. Maybe their soul was where their soil was not fertile. So when the seed, which is the word of God, came and fell on their soul, praise God. So it withered. It withered. It withered. Praise God. When the testing time, when when the testing time came, you know. They were not strong enough. They were not rooted enough in the word of God. So they fell away. I said, maybe that is the problem. Maybe that is the problem. So I am talking about the power, about the power of the word of God. As powerful as the word of God is, as powerful as the word of God is, as the seed. But if it falls on the wrong soul, if it falls on the wrong ground, unprepared soil, then it will yield no results. Then it will just, you know, it will not produce any harvest. It will not draw because it fell on the unprepared soil. Now let us continue with the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Verse 14 says, The seed that fell among the thorns, the seed that fell among the thorns, 
among the thorns stand um, stands for those who hear. They hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. And, and, and they do not mature. And they do not mature. But they do not mature. You saw, these are the ones. You know where the Bible. You know when the Bible says when Paul says that there there will be come a time when 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 people will not stand um, the true uh, teachings, you know, the true doctrine of Jesus Christ. That people will go um, uh, uh, seeking uh, for themselves teachers. You know, pe- looking for people who will who will teach or say what their ears want to hear. Praise God. These are the kinds of people. These are the kinds of people that like that gospel that is not of God. Example, the gospel or the prosperity gospel. Praise God. So they cannot, because they are also not rooted in the word of God. Praise God. So they are also not rooted in the word of God. They are their main worry is the things of this world even though they claim to be born again Christian but they are still in the world praise God so you cannot because we as Christians born again Christians even though we are in this world we are not of this world so if you always confess that then you will know who you are in Christ even though you are in this world. You are not in this world. Therefore, do not conform to the things of this world. So when worries come, people are always worrying about riches, about pleasures. And, 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 and those kind of people, as the Bible says, they never mature. They never mature. It does not matter how long and how many times you preach unto them. But they will seek for themselves teachers or pastors who will say what they want to hear because their main concern is the material gain their main concern is the things of this world praise god they are not they cannot persevere they cannot um, they cannot endure they cannot seek after the face of god praise god they want things and they want them now so those kind of people they never mature in in the things of god they never mature in the word of god they never mature in anything because they are not rooted in the word of god so when the seed is planted a seed which is the word of god when the seed is planted it does not yield any results it does not yield any results because these people they simply do not care. Praise mighty Jesus. Let us continue. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it and by persevering produce a crop now a seed that falls on a good ground 
are those people my goodness they are those people with a good heart who hear the word retain it and by persevering produce a crop and you cannot retain the word of god if you're not going to study it if you're not going to read it for yourself praise god because these one the good soul are those kind of people that are proactive those are the kind of people that are not proactive there are people who who would only uh, open their bibles during sundays when they are in church and then they cook their highlighter and they are and they take out their highlighter and they highlight uh, the scripture that the, that that the pastor was teaching on or preaching on and then they close their bible and then they will open it the following sunday those people will never grow those people uh, those people will never be rooted in the word of god praise god so the good people with a good heart that uh, when they hear the word of god they receive it and they retain it are the people when they hear the word of god that go to their bibles from monday to sunday open their bibles and study and read the word of god and meditate upon the word of god as the lord has said to joshua in the book of joshua chapter 1 verse 8 because that is why we have the bible this is what we have to do read study the word of god meditate on the word of god day and night as the lord has instructed joshua because he was not only instructing joshua he was instructing believers praise god So this one a seed here which is the word of God fell on a good ground and the good ground will retain the word of God how do you retain the word of God by reading the word of God and studying it for yourself so that you will be rooted so the bible says that those kind of people they are persevering and they produce a crop in other words there is a harvest in perseverance there is a harvest in studying and accepting and receiving the word of god willingly with love praise god so there is harvest there is a producing of a crop at the end of the day there is nothing as powerful as the word of god as the seed so when a sower a sower is a preacher is sowing is scattering the seed scattering the word of god unto believers it is for your own good that you take that word believe that word read that word meditate upon that word and you will see harvest in the name of our lord jesus christ talking about the power of seed We are coming back tomorrow with part 2 of this topic in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you Lord for this day. We thank you Father for your word. We glorify you Jehovah. There is no one like you, O oh God. Father, we thank you for the people that are gathered here today. Father, to receive your word. We thank you Father for your word is a seed, O oh God, in our hearts that draws. Father, as David says, 
Let your word be a lamp unto my feet, O God. Let your word guide me in everything that I do. Father, I pray that I will not only be a reader or hearer of your word, but I will be a doer of your word, because that is your will. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. I am Latter-day Preacher. Until next time, I love you. Bye-bye.
time that we, we actually, you know, wake up. We wake up, we wake up from our sleep. We wake up from the sleep and realize that, you know, we've been, we've been scammed by pastors. This day, this is what I want to do. You know, all those manipulations that you get in churches today, when they want you to pray, you know, just praise the word, okay? Praise the word. Like for instance, you, you want to give but you don't have. You know, let, now let me talk about finances. You want to give a church financially, or you want to give to a certain man of God, or you want to help a certain man of God, or woman of God, or a certain church because you see that they are struggling. Maybe they don't have. Let me, let me, 
us go to Matthew. Um, um, let us go to Matthew. Uh, um, okay, before I go to Matthew, before I go to Matthew, I would like to, to go to Luke because you know something uh, I heard another man talking about giving and what these pastors today do. They would quote one verse about giving. Bless others who have less than you. Praise God. And as you 
that in secret. Praise God, you don't give and brag about it. Because godly, godly giving is like that. So the Bible says that you must not be like hypocrites who would give and then brag about their giving. When you give, you give. And then you move on. When you give, you give. Because you are not doing it for men. You are doing it for the glory of God. So as you give, then God will bless you. It doesn't matter what you give. It could be your time. It could be your wisdom. Maybe you are counseling people in your community. People that have been going, going through stuff. People that, that, that have been hurt or abused. That means you are giving your time. And God will bless you with more wisdom. And God will bless you with more resources. So that you can be able to do outreach programs. That is how the blessings of God go. Don't listen to these pastors that say that to bring this seed and it, God will multiply. Those are lies. Those are manipulation. Listen what the scripture that they like to quote. This is the scripture in, in the book of Luke chapter 6 and the, the verse 38. They say, the Bible says, which is true, give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your mouth. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And they take that and they tell you. And the pastor will be standing there and the pastor will be saying to you, I, I am looking for those people who are, who are willing to give 5,000. It could be 5,000. the pastor will be standing and say, I am looking for those who are able to. Remember what the Bible says. The Bible says, give and it will be given unto you. You know, the measure that you give, uh, for with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. So, in other words, they are saying to you, if you give little because you don't have, that is the only thing that you have is the money that you have. Maybe you have mind they think they believe what the lies the pastor told them tell them because giving is not about the amount but it's about the principle of giving it is about the heart praise god it is about the heart it is not about the amount of money that you give it is not about the amount of money that you give god will not bless you more than others God will bless you because you are sacrificing. You are taking out something in something that you don't have. Remember the Bible says that, you know, that God has blessed us so that we will be able to have bread and a seed. So you cannot demand, take the money for bread and give in church. So God will not bless you because God says you must give a seed, a seed of the money that you give. Let's say, for an example, you are getting You know, $5 is a seed. So $25 is the bread money. In that bread money, that is where you take care of your children. That is where you, 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 you buy groceries. Maybe you buy petrol. I'm just making an example here. It could be um, $500 um, 
God does not want us to go to go hungry. Forget what this pastor said. I had a pastor that said, even if you have a taxi face, you say you live very far, and, 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 and the pastor will say, you know, uh, remember the woman, the widow that sacrificed with this, with this, with, with, with this last cent. You, you can do that and God will bless you. And those are manipulations from God. God will not ask you to give bread. But God expects you to give the seed. So in, in, in your wage, in your salary at work, there is money for bread and there is money for seed. And that money for seed is the one that you give in church. Praise God. And the money for bread is the one that you eat from, that your children eat from. Okay? So you better understand the principle of giving. You better understand the principle of giving and not fall victim and be manipulated by these false teachers and false pastors, whatever they call themselves. So, Matthew 8, Matthew chapter 8, verse 10, it says, freely, you freely receive, freely give, freely give. That means our giving must be free. You, Our giving must be free. You must not be coerced to give, but you must give willingly and freely praise mighty jesus praise mighty jesus because no matter what you think the money that you have god god blessed you freely praise god so it must be easy for you to give freely in, in the things of god to help others and in the church of god because we are expected to give it is a principle and as you give remember i want to i want to touch something that you must understand about giving. God blesses whoever he wants to bless. It doesn't matter if you are a born again child of God or you are an unbeliever, but the principle of God does not change. If God says that if you give, if you have a giving heart, I will bless you more so that you can give more. Because God searches our heart, He sees and He blesses us according to our conduct. So if you have a huge heart, God can see. If you have a huge heart, a heart to give, you want to give. Your heart is burning, you want to give but you don't have. God will surely bless you. And the more you give and the more people, the more you give, the more God blesses you. Praise God. God and the thing I love about some people, you know, we have people in this um, world that are, are extremely rich. We have billionaires, like multi-billionaires, people who have money, like money for days, all right? We have money, and these people are unbelievers. We never hear them complain about it. And you know, I'm not going to mention their names. You know their names. You know the billionaires that are famous in the world today. And the majority of them, they are not born again Christians. You will never hear them proclaim or talk about God. Praise God. But what the difference between me and you as a believer?
So you are, you are, you you don't have to wait for a pastor to tell you to give. And those people, the funny thing about it, that those people, because God didn't say if you give, you know, in, in church, I will bless you. But God says that, you know, giving, especially to the needy, Jesus always. that you are not going to give in the church but giving especially to those who are needy you see because the billion the that you see they give especially to those who are needy they have foundations they, are, they have homes that they give to they have, they, they have foundations that they give to and God is blessing them doesn't matter if you know, God is not going to God loves the fact that you are taking care of the needy. God loves the, the fact that you are taking people uh, who, who can afford university, you are taking them to university, to college, and all those things. God loves that, and He's going to bless you more to, for you to continue to do that. Praise God. So why is it so difficult for us to give to our neighbors as Christians? To give to Especially in Africa, where you, we, we, every day, you, maybe you are walking in, in a township where you live, or in your village where you live, you know, or in a suburb where you live, and you, you will see poor kids walking by, you know, without shoes and torn clothes sometimes. And you know that you, you, in your garage, Better understand the principle of giving. So as you give, it will be given unto you. But giving does not necessarily mean giving money or giving to your pastor. Giving is meant to be general. Giving to anyone who is needy. Giving to anyone that is needy. But in church, of course, we give. Praise God. And Point number two, when you give, give expecting nothing in return, expecting nothing in return. I want us to go to Second uh, Corinthians, I think. Yes, Second Corinthians, which chapter? Uh, okay, chapter eight, chapter eight, chapter eight, verse twelve, verse twelve. Let's read chapter eight, verse twelve. Oh. 
go to church. I, I mean, that is, this is very important. This is very important. This is very important. When you before you go to church, you know that you are going to eat. Okay? Maybe you are going to pledge. Maybe you are going to Just agree with your heart that today I am going to give in church this month as an offering, or today I am going to give in church this month as a pledge. Pray God. I'm not going to mention tithes because I don't believe in tithes. I don't believe anyone in this new dispensation under grace that should be given tithes. I'm talking about giving pledges or offerings. Agree with your heart that today I'm going to give this much money. So that whatever your pastor tries to say, you know these pastors, they'll try to motivate you and lie and, and distort scriptures so that you will feel guilty. Don't let your pastor be guilty with you and giving, okay? Give what you have agreed with your heart that you are going to give. Before you leave home, look at the money that you have. Tell your heart and tell God, Father, dollars today in the offering. I'm going to give five dollars. I'm going to give ten dollars as a pledge today in church. That is how much you have agreed with your heart. And God knows that you have because it is your heart. If your heart is willing to give, praise God. It does not matter how much you give. Praise God. But you must make sure that you give according to what your heart to you, what you and, and your heart have agreed in church. And you give as Second Corinthians says, chapter 8, verse 12, that give according to what you have, to what you have. For the Bible says in Corinthians chapter 2, uh, chapter, or in Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, it says that he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Does not refer to money. You know, when God says that He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. How God will bless us is determined by Him, not pastors or me or men. So, what God is going to do to bless me bountifully depends on. determination for the harvest that I'm going to harvest depends on God because the measures are different, right? It could be what we call um, uh, 30-fold, it could be 60-fold, it could be 100-fold, praise God, but that depends on God, you know, whatever or whoever pastor says that he knows the mind of God concerning um, uh, his blessings for us is lying. Praise God. He's lying. He's lying. Because only God knows how and when he's going to bless you. With what? Okay. So it's very important that you must give. And I always say this. Please try to, to, to prepare your heart. Okay. Talk with your heart. Talk with your heart. Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. But also, and when I say don't be stingy, I am saying you have your 
Bible and the Bible says that your, your left hand must not know what your right hand has done. Okay? That is good. That is Especially to your pastors, but it must mean that you must be a blessing in the church, but you must be a blessing to others too outside the church. Praise God. Do not be manipulated by your pastors. Read what the Bible says concerning giving and stick to the biblical, to the biblical giving, not what your pastor says it is acceptable. Hallelujah. Do what the Bible says. Greetings, greetings everybody. I just wanted to wish you um, a happy Easter. You know, I just wanted to, to let you know that, you know, I'm alive. God is good. You know, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. You know, I'm just celebrating 
and commemorating the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ at the moment. I am Latter-day Preacher. Hope that you are having a blast wherever you are in the Lord of course. Hope that you are having a blast in the name of Jesus. Bye-bye. Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we glorify you, we honor you, O God. We thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you, Father, you are always faithful. We thank you for your divine protection. We thank you for your divine intervention in our lives, O God. Father, we thank you for this platform, O Lord. We thank you, Father, for the souls that will be won and saved because of your word. Father, we glorify you for everything that you are in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for those people who are opening their hearts so that, O oh Lord, they can absorb your word. Let your word be a lamp unto our feet, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Greetings, 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 greetings. I am Latter-day Preacher, Latter-day Preacher, and this is your favorite podcast, Deep Utterances of the Word of God, where we go deep in the Word of God. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Let me just take this time to greet you properly. You know, I know there are people from America who listen to this podcast. There are people from Europe, Africa, Asia. You know, I, I would like to greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hope that you are well wherever you are. Well, today we are starting basically a, 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 a three-segment series, a three segment series talking about discipleship talking about discipleship what is a disciple what does it take you know the, what does it take to be a disciple and the cost of being a disciple today we are going deep in the word of god talking about the disciple and the importance of of being a disciple this day because i truly believe that these days especially this time um, this time in the history of humanity. This time, it is really a time where all of us as believers, uh, we are called into discipleship. Discipleship. So discipleship is deeper than just being a Christian. It means that you are after Christ and nothing else. That is what we are talking about today. So talking about discipleship today, um, uh, focusing on two marks of discipleship, on two marks of discipleship, talking about you being separated from sin and you being separated from family. So it takes a lot for one to be, to, 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 to step out, you know, and follow Jesus Christ. So you have to let go of some things in your life. Praise mighty Jesus. And you have to let go of some people in your life in order for you to, to, to heed the call to follow Christ. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much. 
thank you very much let us go into our word for today today we, we were going to start about i'm going to talk first about the separation from sin you know the importance of you separating from sin praise god the importance of you separating from sin so in order for you to 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 to, to fully step into your discipleship then you have to separate yourself from sin and you have to do it immediately as soon as you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior and lord so you have to do do it immediately so you have to allow the holy spirit to work on you you have to allow the holy spirit to prune you to take away that which is not of god that is in you in the name of Jesus so we are reading now in the book of Isaiah Isaiah 59 Isaiah 59 Isaiah 59 we are going to start from um uh, uh verse 1 to to 8 i think we'll see where we'll end okay praise mighty jesus because i might not go all the way to verse 8 but i wanted to highlight something that the bible says in this book of isaiah and let us read it says behold um the lord's hand is not shortened behold The Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear that is verse 1 emphasizing the fact that you know whatever that you say God can hear it whatever that you do God can see it praise God so as a believer as a child of God whatever that you say and hear God knows about it because he is all knowing he is God he is full of wisdom praise God so um verse 2 says but your iniquities have separated between you and God and your sins have hid his face from you and your sins have hid his face from you and that he will not hear have hid or have made him hide so he will not hear because he have hid or have made him hide have made him hide what have made him hide it is your sins sometimes we pray as believers and we wonder why god does not answer praise god i'm going to tell you something um today you know something that you already know praise god that where there is sin god is not there praise god so you cannot expect god to be present in your life when you are in sin when you are living when you are a sinner when you are uh, a, a wicked person because let us go back to verse 2 see what verse 2 says it says but your iniquities have separated between you and god what separates you from god what separates you from god what separates you from god it is your iniquities in other words it is your wickedness it is your sinful nature that separates you from god praise god remember the bible says that when you are in sin you are in the dark praise god so where dark is there is no light 
praise God. Because remember what the Bible says. It says that God is the light and he is the light of the world. So, so darkness and light cannot coexist. That means sin, praise God, and holiness cannot coexist. It's either you are a sinner or you are holy. Praise God. It's either you are a sinner or you are holy. So if you are a sinner, then God, you are separating yourself from God instead of you trying to separate yourself from sin. Because that is what we are talking about today. We are talking about true discipleship of Jesus Christ and the cost that you have to pay as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that you need to let go of, it is your sins. In order for you to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you have to let go of your sinful nature. Praise God. It's not going to be easy, but you have to allow the Holy Spirit that dwells in you to help you fight off these evil desires of the flesh. Hallelujah. So, and then it continues and says, and your sins have hid his face from you and that he will not hear. So whatever you say when you are in your sinful state, God does not hear it. God does not hear it. He does not listen to it. He does. I want us to uh, uh, praise mighty Jesus. I, I wanted us to, uh, to go to the, to the book of Genesis the book of Genesis. I wanted us to go to the book of Genesis. Uh, I think it's chapter 2. Yeah, it's chapter it's chapter 3, uh, verse 22 to 24. Verse 22. Chapter 3, verse 22. Uh, no, man. Yeah. Verse 23. Hallelujah. So we are going to chapter get to Genesis chapter 3 uh, verse 22. Uh, that is where we are. I don't know why this thing is, is, is being so slow. Okay. Let us go. Let us continue with this one. Let us continue with this one. Let us continue with this one. We will go back to that verse. We will go back to that verse. So verse 20, verse, verse 3 in Isaiah 59, verse 3 says, For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with, with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness. Perverseness. Oh, this English language is not easy. <laughs> Perverseness. Yeah, praise God. So verse 3, that is what it's talking about. So it says that for your hands are defiled with blood. In other words, you are a murderer. And then you call upon the Lord and you think God will listen without you repenting. You must repent and confess your sins if you want God to be present in your life. Praise God. I don't care if you are a born-again Christian or what, but if you are going to continue lying, if your lips have spoken lies and your tongue had muttered perverseness, then you have to repent. You have to repent and ask for forgiveness. Praise God. Otherwise, next time you pray to God and you ask for something, praise God, He will not listen to you. 
because you are deep in sin and you still continue wanting the things of God. God does not work that way. You cannot mock him. You have to come clean. You have to repent. You have to repent. You have to come clean and you have to repent. So as a disciple of Jesus Christ, just as I mentioned here in verse 4, I mentioned what? In verse 3, I mentioned hands that are defiled by blood. I mentioned fingers with iniquity. I mentioned lips that have spoken lies. I mentioned tongues that have muttered perverseness. These are all um, the fruits of, of, of the flesh. Praise God. These are all the fruit, uh, the fruit of, of the flesh. These are all the fruits of the flesh. And these fruits of the flesh are from people who are not yet born again or supposedly are not born again. If you are born again and you are living in flesh, it's like you saying that you know you believe in Christ, but your ways are of the devil. Then there is something wrong with you. Praise God. You are not yet delivered from darkness. You are not yet delivered from sin. You have to ask for forgiveness and repent. So when you are going to step out and say, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ, the sender of my life is Jesus, then you have to separate yourself from sin. So if you still have your um, defiled hands, know defiled but your hands are still defiled by blood and you still continue with your lies and you still continue with your your perverseness and you still continue with your sinning ways then you know my brother you are only deceiving yourself and you cannot call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ nor can you call yourself a born again Christian unless you repent and confess and allow the Holy Spirit to work on you we have the Holy Spirit you know instead of resisting the Holy Spirit we must resist the devil that is what the, the Bible says it says resist the devil and he will flee not the Holy Spirit but allow the Holy Spirit to work on you to make you a better person to make you a better person of 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 Christ hallelujah i want us to 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 to, to go to this um i want us to go to this then we we'll come back here to this book of genesis um chapter 3 verse 22 um verse 22 i want us to go there and just quickly read um just quickly read and just quickly read no 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 and then um, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's chapter 3, uh, verse 22. Thank you, Jesus. 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 So it says here, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us. To know good and evil and now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever mm-hmm. so verse 23 says therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to the ground from whence he was taken 24 so he drove out the man 
and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and flaming sword which turned everywhere to keep the way of the tree of life. You see what sin has done for, for to us from the beginning. You see what the sin of Eve and 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 and, and Adam did to, to, to humankind when they fell from grace. You see what the fall of man made us. It, it caused us, as the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says that for the wages of sin is death, for the wages of sin is death, and that was the wages that we got in the, in, in the tree, in the Garden of Eden. And, and that sin, that, and, or that disobedience that Adam and Eve committed, so made us to, to, to be thrown out of, of our place of birth, took us away from our divinity and made us just normal human beings. We were not supposed to be normal human beings. We had godly divinity within us. We were born without sin. We were created without sin on this earth. But the cunning snake, the cunning serpent, the cunning Satan came and, 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 and destroyed all that and take away all that divinity from us. And by doing that, praise God, we invited death into our lives. And that sin made us to die spiritually. Praise God. Hence the coming back of Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus came, he came to restore that which the devil had, had taken away from us. He, he came to restore us back to sonship. He came to restore us back to divinity, to, uh, to our rightful place on the right hand of the Father. Praise mighty Jesus. He came to restore us back to our inheritance in heaven. This is what sin has done for us. This is what sin caused us to become. It made us to die. It made us to be kicked out of Eden, our garden, our place of comfort, our holy place of comfort. This is what listening to the devil does. So that is why I'm talking today. I'm saying today that separate from sin so that you can call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ. Separate your sin so that you can call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ. Separate from sin so that you can call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, um, let me go. Let me, let me, let me, let me. I, I am finished with this point. I am finished with um, the, the separation uh, from sin. As a disciple, you must separate from sin. Now, let's go to point number two. Mark number two, because we talked about two marks. Huh? Mark number two, we said first mark is the separation from sin. So you must separate from sin in order for God to, to, to regard you as, as, as one of his disciples. Stay away from sin. Separate from sin. Praise God. So mark number two, separate from family. Hallelujah. Separate from family. That's where we are separate from family. So we are going to be looking at the book of Luke 14 26 uh, 
Luke. Uh, we are going to look at the book of Luke. We are going to go to chapter 14 and then verse 26. That is where we are going. That is where we are going. What is where? Where are you, verse 26? Ah, 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 ah. There you are. There you are. We are talking about discipleship. There you are. Uh, I said uh, chapter, uh, chapter, chapter, chapter. We are on Luke. Chapter 14. Let's begin with verse 25. And then we'll go to verse 26. We are talking about separating from family. Uh, or anything that will distract your calling or your call to follow Jesus. So verse 25 says, Large trials were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said, in verse 26, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot he cannot be my disciple. Verse 27 says, As anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Cannot be my... What did he mean when he said that if you cannot hate your mother, your sister, your brother, your wife, your children, that you, you cannot be his disciple? No, he simply meant that he did not say you must despise your mother, your father, your, your sister. Because Jesus, while on earth, he, he had a mother. And his mother was Mary. And I'm, I'm sure he loved Mary. But he knew who he was. So, so if you know who you are in, in this world, in Christ, then you will know that, you know, the sender of your life should be Jesus Christ. So we are born to be like him, to emulate him to walk like him, to talk like him. So he becomes a sender. Praise God. So if you cannot deny yourself, then you are not worthy to be called a son of God. Then you are not worthy to be called a disciple of Jesus Christ. That is what Jesus says here. So for, let me make a simple example. So if Jesus, if you are in America right now, or you are in Asia, for an example, and, 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 and Jesus, and, and one day, you know, Jesus says to you, and God says to you, look, I want you to go and preach the gospel in America. Let's say you come from Asia, or you come from America, and God says, I want you to go and preach the gospel in Africa. So you cannot say, no, but how can I do that? I have, I have children here, I, my family is here, my friends are here, and all of that. So if you cannot do that, if you cannot just leave everything behind and heed the call of Jesus, then you are not worthy to be called a son of God or a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because those who are called to follow Christ are called to carry his cross. And his cross is not a, an easy one to carry. You see, that is why he says to his disciples that in this world you will, you will have trouble, but I have overcome. 
So he was telling them that, you know, as I was facing troubles because I was working with you in this ministry, you have seen me, praise God, under harsh conditions, facing and even eventually dying, praise God. But that, so he was saying to them, even you who have chosen this path, you have chosen to carry the cross with me, you have chosen to, to, to preach by my, using my name, you have, you have chosen to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, to heal the sick, to preach the gospel, to win souls. And the devil does not like that. So that means that one day you will, you too, you will have to die and you will have to die. You will have to bear the cost of discipleship. Praise God. So that is why he says, if you cannot deny yourself, if you cannot hate your mother, your brother, your sister, if you cannot hate your children and your father, you are not worthy of him. Because when we are in Christ, Christ becomes number one priority. He becomes the sender. He becomes everything that we follow, everything that we love, everything that we rejoice and we glory when we are in Christ because he is the, he is what, he is the only role model that we know. He is the only role model that you know. So uh, praise mighty Jesus. We have read that one. We have read that one. That one. So it's very important. So we're talking about this because you have to separate from family. You have to separate from friends. If you want to follow Jesus, you have to be able to let go of any distraction in your way. Because I tell you, you know, because as you are, remember when you, when you did not know Jesus, remember when you were still living in sin and you have not yet met Jesus you had friends right? friends that were up to no good just like you, you were all in sin you were all living wicked lives some of you you know, drinking you know, partying, going to nightclubs having a good time that's what you thought at the time that you were having a good time then the grace of God found you and of course you had to take um, difficult decisions so to let go of those friends because you knew that it is very important for you in order for you to be a disciple of Jesus to follow Jesus Christ to carry the cross you have to let go of the distractions you have to let go of the people who will be pulling you back you have to let go of the people who will not add any value in your Christian life so you have to associate with you have to associate yourself with, with other brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ because you have more things in common with them now because now you no longer smoke, you no longer drink, you no longer go to nightclubs. So you, you left that life. You've been delivered from that life of darkness. Now you are living in the light. So a child of the light is the one that carries the torch praise God in the dark world because we are living in the dark world but we are given the torch to carry we are torch bearers another way so we are showing people the way and there's only one way the only way is the way that goes to Christ the only way is the way that goes so we are pointing people to Christ as believers so if you cannot let go of your old habits your smoking your drinking your parting, your fornication, and all those things, then you are not worthy to be called a child of God. 
praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not worthy there to be called a child of God. I was looking for Mark, 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 Mark. I'm looking for Mark 10. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 10, 28. So the Bible says in Mark 10, 28, Then Peter began to say unto him, We have left all and have followed. We have left all. Then Peter began to say unto him, We have left all and have followed thee. Verse 29 says, And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or a brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. Verse 30 says, But he shall receive a, a hundredfold, a hundredfold now in this time. Houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with, with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. So verse 31, but many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Praise God. So I want you to remember the way Jesus called his disciples, his disciples, the 12 apostles. All of them, some of them were, were fishermen, some of them, uh, one was a taxman. You know, these people were, were ordinary people. No, not people who were, we know. You know, they were just fishermen. You know, even today, fishermen are ordinary people who work hard to, to, to make their ends meet. Even in that time, they were ordinary people, not educated people. Praise God. So they were ordinary people, hard-working people, sweating for their money. They were called. But what I like about them, none of them questioned when Jesus said, follow me. They followed him. That is what true discipleship means. Is when the call of God to follow him comes. You do not question it. You follow Jesus. You follow him. Because why? There will be. That is why I love Matthew um, chapter 6 verse 33. That says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you you know i'm not i know that being called a disciple of jesus christ is not an easy thing to do but god does um, um does prosper those who follow him but god does repay obedience because remember the bible says obedience is better than sacrifice so you obey when you obey you obey the word of god whatever the word of god says to you obey the word of God because the word of God is the will of God. So un unless you read the word and you study the word and you meditate upon the word, then you will not know the will of God upon your life. So you will not know what it takes to be a disciple. You will not know the cost of being a disciple. So a disciple, you leave behind 
sometimes things that you used to love even your children even your family your mother your sister you leave that all behind and you go because you have heed the call to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and you follow it just like the 12 apostles so if need be you die for that calling if need be you die for the name of Jesus because we are called into it to partake we are called to partake in the suffering of Jesus so carrying the cross means that suffering and suffering for the sake of Jesus not man suffering for the sake of Jesus and suffering for the sake of the gospel that is why we are called into this so if you cannot be separated from your family for the sake of Jesus then you are not worthy of Jesus if you cannot be separated from sin from the sake of Jesus then you are not worthy of Jesus you are not worthy to be called his disciple in any way that is where we are ending today brothers and sisters in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ father we thank you for this day we thank you father for your word thank you lord for opening our hearts and our minds oh god thank you for your wisdom oh lord let your word be a lamp unto our feet oh god father may we become doers of your word not just readers oh lord in the name of Jesus we pray for more grace we pray for more wisdom oh god in our lives we pray for divine protection and divine intervention in our lives oh god father may you oh god spark fire in us so that oh lord we will be followers and disciples of jesus christ oh god who are doing it willingly with love with endurance and perseverance in the name of our lord jesus i pray amen brothers i am latter day preacher from south africa Hope you had a blessed, blessed day. God bless you. Bye-bye.